Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of All Govern the Podcast. I'm Abdullah and with me as always is Tom. Hey. And uh quick warning, uh this episode contains spoilers for the newest Doctor Who and Walking Dead game. So if you haven't played Walking Dead season one and season two, just stop right now because um we can't talk about this without uh going into spoilers, so oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's a same thing. Same thing with Doctor Who. Like, if you haven't been keeping up with the recent series, then um, tough shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, this is a very spoiler podcast. This one. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like, uh, but um, uh, speaking of Walking Dead, uh, before you go, um, shameless plug time. We did actually. <laughs> well, I, I'm because I'm proud of this. Okay, yeah. I mean, we did actually like interview Dave Fenoy, um a year ago, and I think that was the best interview we did on the show. And yeah, if if you want to listen to that, listen to that because that's a really good behind the scenes look at at how the game was made and 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 Dave's role in that and really charming guy. Mm-hmm. Feel free. Um. So anyway, Doctor Who. Um. I don't know how I feel about this episode. I liked it. Honest. I liked it better than the first. The opening. That's how much. Well, it, yeah, uh, that, I mean, <laughs> you know, any episode is better than that opening. But still, I like this a lot. I, I, I know. Again, I like this a lot. I like this episode a lot. I can't put my finger on it why I like it a lot. I think it's mainly because that it was written by the guy who did Water on Mars, but then the co-writer was Stephen Moffat. That might be the problem. Cause that's my problem, and and I, and I know, I know, I know. Like I shouldn't watch like Doctor Who and like bring continuity into this, but I'm sorry, I had to in this episode. Oh, there's a lot of continuity sort of thing. There's a lot of things that you can question. Like the the one that really really questions me was that the doc said there's no such thing as a good Dalek. Um, how many episodes have we gone through now within this new reboot? There has been an episode about a Dalek turning good or gaining emotions or thinking outside its preferable British vision and beyond it. And how about the whole, what was it? Even going back to the origin of the Daleks where, what was it, Devros created them and they rebelled against him. Yeah. So how do you explain that? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 <laughs> the Daleks' emotions and personalities have always been something that's been explored on the show. It's nothing new and I think something's going to continue to keep going on because the Daleks are interested if you do explore their characters outside the boundaries of them, just want to kill and destroy everything. Um, but yeah, again, ever since the reboot, this episode, it, it one thing that annoyed me about it, it stunk of the Last of the Daleks sort of feel. Like, it oh. felt like it was a rehash of that episode, a little bit in some, not completely, but a tiny bit. Like, they took elements from that Last of the Daleks and brought it into this episode. But, um... The only other gripe I really had with it was the, um, it looked, like you said, some of the continuity stuff, like the Doctor's like shocked this is happening, or, or... I'm like, motherfucker, you blew up their entire planet, of course he's only gonna see hatred. Yeah. <laughs> he blew up his planet, he blew up Daleks after Daleks after Daleks after Daleks. Why are you shocked? Yeah. You know, and and I'm tired of. Does he does like does the doctor know of his past lives, or is he just like going to ignore that? No. Now? Uh, well, there's the thing with the Daleks, as has been established since the asylum of the Daleks, they no longer know who the Doctor is, so they still kept that going on. So they don't. They, 
I do like they've done that because you can actually tell more story. Because every single time the dialogue did turn up, it was all them about just to destroy the Doctor and that's it. And I didn't like that. I thought that was very overused and I'm glad they retconned that. I think that's one of the only few retcons I like that Moffins did in recent years. What, you didn't like the the entire series retcon uh, making Christopher Eccleston's <laughs> run pointless? Oh, God, that was very annoying. <laughs> or, or better yet, the whole retcon of the whole entire season, the Wedding River song. Oh. That, that that was a retcon within itself. That never. Oh god, we're not gonna get into that. Like that's, that's, that's that's kind of the problem with the show because like I couldn't watch this without thinking of past continuity, and I'm like, this yeah. is kind of. Oh. I, I think it was an interesting concept going inside the Dalek. I think that's a. I I know they even made the reference. They say, oh, that that would make a good movie. Yeah. But and I thought, okay, I'm glad that they acknowledged that it was from a science fiction film made in the 60s or 70s, I believe it was. And um, I think it was just done well with the character. And also, it does, there's some good character development between, again, between the Doctor and Clara again, which surprised me quite a bit. Yeah, it, it's shocking because I'm like, holy shit, they're actually exploring the relationship between the Doctor and one of his companions. That's yeah. something we haven't seen since Tenant, yeah. I would say. Yeah, which is... Yeah. And that's the thing I liked about it, because I think Clara's one of the only few assistants, I would say, since Rose, I would say, would not put up with the Doctor's crap. I can say some sent Amy as well, but um, but I, I, I like that. She literally slaps the shit out of him. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm glad that she's, she's getting a lot of development, because at least it's nice to see someone not take his bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take his face value. It's like she 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 stuck up for herself and actually spoke her own mind and saying and actually put the doctor in his place. So because I think that's what you need to do with the doctor sometimes. Because sometimes he gets off his own high so much you need to drag him back down to earth a little bit in that sense. You know. Oh God, especially like with the uh, some of the John Pertwee stuff where he treats Joe pretty badly in some episodes, and it's just like you're gonna stand up to him because he's kind of being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I thought that was done really well. Um, also, what do you thought with um, Danny Pink? Um, can't really say that much about him. No, it, it's it's he's gonna play a big part down the line. Yeah. But eh. I, I I thought it was it was a good introduction, and and I, I like the fact that he's like this veteran war in Afghanistan and stuff like that. And well, he has emotional scars in his past, but we don't know what they are. Hundred percent. But he gets completely terrified when he's trying to ask Clara out on a date. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, I kind of like that he's um, a bit more laid back than the usual characters we get on this show, which is kind of a nice change of pace. He just, like, throw, freezes up and comes free. Yeah. And then he's, like, reconnects his whole time conversation in his classroom, like, saying, stupid, stupid, stupid. And then she walks in. <laughs> so how long have you been standing there for? Longer than you want to. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was done really well. I mean, it's just, it's not a bad episode. I mean, like like you said, it's a lot better than the um, than the opening, but still, it's just, something's not quite right about yeah. it. Something just kept, kept bugging me about this. I wish they'd done more with the antibodies, because I thought the antibodies looked cool, but they only turned up like two times in the whole entire episode. 
Also, I'm kind of surprised no one gave uh, the doctor shit for killing killing that dude. <laughs> I think um, Blue um, Blue did quite a bit. Um, I can't remember her first name, but the female soldier did quite a bit. Oh, she's a great character. I want to see more of her. Yeah, like, she was really good. I like the fact that the doctor realized that um, he some of his companions he did turn into soldiers by um, by accident or blatantly like. I think the best example from from, from the modern run is probably um, Martha, who was literally got turned into to a soldier by the Doctor because of the whole thing with the Master. And I think the Doctor's trying to recorrect his his mistakes on that. And again, bringing that up, I like the fact he's said to Clara, "Am I a good man?" Like it's questioning the Doctor's morality and asking again, good but really good development for the Doctor and good a tiny bit of development for Clara, basically trying to understand the doctor you know yeah i mean it's 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 really good stuff and you know i'll, I'll say it right now peter capaldi's doctor is a lot more interesting than matt smith's doctor i'll yeah. say that right now it's a lot more <laughs> deep and philosophical which i like um again i again i really i will say this about the writer um phil ford i think his name was he's a very good um he's a very good writer yeah i mean he actually gave the Daleks some personality in this yeah. episode, which I really, which I was thankful for that because they've been, they've been just overused for the past couple of yeah. decades and it's just been, ugh. Well, the, the thing was with this, um, we might as well mention it, um, the whole storyline is that the Doctor saves this um, soldier, Blue, from this explosion of a Dalek attack, takes her back to um, her headquarters, which is inside a meteorite or something like that, and um, sure enough, they captured a Dalek, and this Dalek is good. He wants to kill other Daleks. And that's how they end up going inside the body, because they want to find out what's going on with this Dalek, and they find out the Dalek's name's called Rusty. Well, he calls him that, because yeah. he's, you know, I've, malfunctioning. Yeah, I've, I thought he was quite it was quite good little insight doing that. Um, but the reason why it became good, I was quite interesting seeing the witness the birth of a um, galaxy a star I, I thought that was interesting because this this show doesn't really go into um creation a lot yeah and when they do it's kind of weird but it works it kind of it, it, it kind of makes sense I think yeah, because it broke the Daleks programming because the Dalek um, as the doctor is born and raised to kill and hate and when it when it saw the star being born it programmed broke and realized that it's impossible to kill everything because something's yeah. going to get recreated. Something's going to be born again. Really interesting villains, I would say, so far we've gotten in this in this um, series. Yeah. Like you had that robot who, you know, try and try to become a human. He can't. Yeah. Looking for some promised land that may or may not even exist. Yeah. And now you have this. It's just really interesting stuff. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know... A lot more interesting than the previous yeah. shit that they've been doing. I'll tell you that right now. And the thing was that, um, how can I say this? The Doctor referenced the first encounter with the Daleks on Scarlet. Uh, he said it, they did brought that up. And then you saw stuff like from Victory of the Daleks and Side um, of the Daleks in like the flashback sort of sequence, which I thought was quite nice they showed. But I don't know. I, I just feel that the whole good Dalek thing's done um, I think this. I can't. I'm still torn between this and the last of the Daleks. Which one was done better? But 
I will agree. Uh, you probably will agree with me on this. The worst it's been done, done is um, Daleks of Manhattan. <laughs> when they're trying to do a good Dalek, and that was done horribly. Which one was that again? It's the human Dalek. When they're in New York, remember that? When they're trying to turn... <sighs> yeah. I mean, that's probably the worst time they're trying to do this whole Dalek complex of them being good or being bad. Um, but yeah, Rusty went back to where, where he was. Um, but and... I did. I, I think my favorite line of, of the entire episode is, I am not a good Dalek, you are a good Dalek. That just... That was... Wow. <laughs> that was a good line and also creepy at the same time. It's like the Dalek's basically saying that they say, you think I'm good at killing? You're something else. <laughs> also, this one, again, this goes back to, it's, go, it's, it's going back to a lot more darker and in tone, because, yeah. you know, at some point when they fix the problem, he goes back to his original programming, and he just goes on a murderous rampage yeah. and starts murdering everyone. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would say that there were two good human um, two good soldier characters, but apart from that, not not really much else. The, the rest of them were very forgetful. Well, they're red shirts, yeah. so of course they're just going to be there just to get killed. Well, the one who got killed ended up going to this like I don't know like this um, heaven place as they're calling it at the moment, um, with that woman Misty. Um, oh, she's 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 amazing. Like where. I, I want to know where they found her because she plays this creepy as fuck character. I I wanted to, I, I I want to describe her as like an evil Mary Poppins. She's actually <laughs> a um, I'm she's from a program I watched it once and I think it was called The Green Wing. It was on Channel Four. It was a com- comedy show. Oh yeah, she was on that. I forgot. Yeah, she was that, that's, that's the thing I recognize her from, and I was like, apart from that, I don't really know her from anything. That well, apart from that, um, I think another one of her she was in. I think she was on a BBC free one, which is called Bad Education, but I never seen that. No, I mean she's she's really good, and she's probably like a really interesting character who's who's like um, yeah, in mystery. And you know what? You know, props to Moffat for giving us a continuing storyline for once with her yeah. in heaven. All this stuff, <laughs> gold star for that. Do you think that's going to turn up in every single episode? Because do you think, unless it, they do it differently every single time with each character, I don't know. I, I don't know how to feel about it. I think it's um, some people might it might put some people off, it might not put some people off, but it depends how they do it in the juicer in each episode. I think they can keep that interested. I think the whole thing can keep going quite well. I mean, and I like the fact that she's not saving like bad guys. She's just save. She's saving like random people who are getting killed at random times. I yeah. think that's kind of interesting. That would mean like the first one being the main bad guy from the last episode, and the second one being the soldier who sacrifices herself um, to let the doctor to convert Rusty back back to his um, good state. It's probably the best way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> and I, and I'll say the CGI was a lot better than in this episode than the uh, dinosaur. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> the Dalek uh, ship. The Dalek ship looked fucking beautiful. Looked pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, the Dalek ship looked amazing, and also inside the Dalek itself, I think that was quite a nice looking set. Also, I love the part where again, you know, he goes, uh, they convert him back to being good, and he starts murdering the other Daleks. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That was I a noticed. Great 
Yeah. I noticed a lot... Oh, yeah, the whole fight sequence between soldiers and the Daleks. I thought that was done quite well. They actually blew up some of the Daleks with practical effects, which I was impressed with. Yeah, I was like, yes! <laughs> Fucking... This is what happens when you use actual practical effects. And the thing I like about it as well, they actually made the Daleks vulnerable again, which I liked, because that's the problem I had with Russell T. Days and Run with the Daleks. They made them too unstoppable that was the problem i felt with his run with with the daleks you know i think to me uh the best russell t davis dalek story was the return of dev ross and that was the only good one yeah that's proper the 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 other ones i don't really care for again i do like much as much as i like the davis era i will say that his uh dalek stories were pretty garbage i did like the last of the daleks but that's probably the only other one i can think of i liked during that run well, there was Dalek with Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. I thought that was a decent one. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. Overall, I thought this episode was very good. Very minor nitpicks with this, um, but oh yeah, overall, I think it's a really good episode, and I ho- hope they keep up their pace with the next episode, which is uh, Robot of Sher- Sherwood. I think it's called. And you know what's amazing about this series so far? What's that? The- it's it's classic Doctor Who. It, These are the like the classic stories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like um, one of the complaints I saw with this as well. Just um, in an interview, um, I think it was with um, again. It's from I can't remember where it was from, but they said that. And I don't know if you feel this. Do you think they're trying to have a safety blanket because the B- they feel that the BBC are wary with Compaldi's appearance public appearance as the doctor with the with certain fan base of the Hoovius is that um they put the Daleks in there to just try to keep um try to bring the audience back into watching it still? Do you think that's the case or not? I don't know. There's been a lot of talk about Capaldi and, and this conspiracy and I think it's just he, he's been doing fantastically I'm like I'm... I mean I like him a lot better than Matt Smith yeah. Matt Smith just I did not like the way yeah. he was written as a character I thought his character was just too fucking Mary Sue-ish and I just fucking hate I hate the 11th Doctor character so much I, I just don't like him it's weird that it's only been like he's only this is like the second full episode he's been in and he's pretty much won me over already. Um, yeah, same here, because you know what? He's bringing back what I liked about uh, Sylvester McCoy's Doctor, which he was a lot darker, a lot more serious. And... Sort of yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was already dead, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> he has a mixture of uh, Sylvester McCoy and John Pertwee, I feel, about him. I don't know why. Also, um, William Hartnell as well, because oh, he's yeah. a grumpy old fart. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah I, can, yeah, I can see that now you mention it. But overall, really good episode. I, What will you give it our rating? I give it four out of five. You give it four out of five? Um, same here. Yeah. A lot better than the opening. Yep, definitely. And, you know, hey, Moffat, you got me watching this now every week, so, you know. Good job. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Didn't screw the pooch on this one <laughs> so far. You can have you. You can have your cookie. <laughs> like like I said, I mean, I I don't, I mean, Moffat's a good writer. I never said he was a bad writer. I just don't like him as a showrunner. That's all. Yeah. Really. Oh yeah, definitely. But anyway, um, 
again, those are who are new to the podcast, um, just a quick reminder, we're going to be doing Doctor Who recaps for the first 20 minutes of each show. So, you know, if you haven't, wa- if you haven't been keeping up with the recent series um, run, I suggest you go watch the episode first and then come back and listen to this, because, you know, like I said, spoilers and whatnot. Yeah, we've got so. a lot to go through. <laughs> Yeah. And anyway, um, speaking of a lot to go through, oh, oh boy. <laughs> wow. Um, we got the Walking Dead season two finale and the whole game, the whole series wrap up. Christ, what? <laughs> Where should we start on this whole thing? <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a man named Lee who was falsely <laughs> accused of a murder. <laughs> well, I think it was a falsely accused. He actually did commit the murder. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so this is season two of The Walking Dead, follow-on from season one of The Walking Dead, created by Telltale Games. And I will say, the first season, no doubt, is probably one of the... Uh, it's Telltale's best... It's arguably their best game they've, they've ever made. Uh, I, I just want to say... Fuck, um, what's their faces? Empire Magazine. They they made a list of the 100 best games ever made, and they didn't put Walking Dead on there, and I'm like, fuck you guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. That's just bullshit right there. Because cause I'll tell you right now, Walking Dead, season one at least, revived my faith in video gaming, made me, like... Look at look at stories and say, hey, we can have intelligent stories in video yeah. games. And they did it in a way that because the thing with The Walking Dead for anyone who haven't played it, it's mo- it's multi strand to some extent, and the story do change of on the way how you play it. But the the thing that was good about The Walking Dead game was that I played the first episode, and then you asked me that if the game was any good, right? Yeah. And the thing that that got me with this, it makes you question a, nearly everything you do. And with any action, there's a reaction. You have to face up to those consequences of those reactions when you made your actions. Yeah, I was so impressed with um, with the game. I said, I want to get Dave on the show. I want to get Dave Fennoy on the show. I want to talk to this man because yeah. he was amazing and... You know, contacted him on Facebook, and he was luckily, luckily enough, uh, gave us um, an hour of his time, and we interviewed him. And again, it's it's so amazing, like his performance. Fucking, I'm pissed that he did not win that BAFTA because, yeah. goddamn, he was a very good. He was a very good character. The lead character was such a good character, and um, it's like I said, it's disappointing he didn't win it. Um, the reason why we're harping about the lead character is that he's written in a way when he's I don't know he's like he's consistent through most of the whole entire game. I, it's it's hard to explain the lead character, but it's just very well because written. because he's an everyman. He's yeah. not this machismo badass guy who runs around killing zombies for a living. He's just a normal guy who got in in a horrible in 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 weird in a weird circumstance, and it's. You know, and their relationship, you know, his relationship with Clementine in, in the game is just the best that's, writing I've seen in yeah. years. Yeah, in years. Yeah, that's probably the highlight of the whole game is that it's the relationship between Lee and Clementine throughout the whole time of season one. And it's so well written. And even towards the end when, um, again, spoilers, uh, when Clementine does get kidnapped for reasons... 
And um, Lee just goes total badass in the final episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially the bit bit when, because he does get bitten in the story, and he's like sl- he's slowly turning into a zombie. And he's just like, he's like, you know what, screw it, I'm going for it. And he, Especially if you choose to cut off his arm. That that sequence is much more amazing with him just being a one-armed dude yeah. running around with a, with a knife carving people up. <laughs> yeah. If only he had a chainsaw. <laughs> but yeah, it was done. It was done really well the first season. Um, really well, good written characters as well throughout the whole entire run. I really don't have any complaint. And all the episodes felt solid in their own right in every single episode. I can't think of a bad episode. I mean, again, I, you want to know how good this game is? I remember every fucking character's name. Yeah. And what they did to win the story. When most games, I don't even remember half the fucking characters' yeah. names. But here, I remember everyone. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like you've got Lee, Clementine, Kenny, Kostya, um, Lily, Lin- Linda. Oh, God, you've got so many of them. <laughs> and all of them play a good part yeah. in the story. Yeah, and there's the in each yeah, and it's an ongoing thing. Oh yeah, Ben, another one. Um, oh God, Ben. <laughs> ben was Ben was a tragic train wreck character from the start. <laughs> I will say my favorite moment from Ben was when him and Kenny are arguing, and then you like let them fight, and then Ben just owns Kenny. He just owns him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's awesome. It's like, oh. holy shit. It's like, oh, you at least saw your family. I don't even know if my family's still alive. I'm alone. I've been alone. I haven't been in contact with them. And you guys are the only real family I've had in the past couple of weeks. So don't give me that shit. <laughs> and it's, wow, that was amazing writing right there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And then season two happened. Right, we need to explain <laughs> this. Right, after the hype train of season one and with this epic conclusion, they announced season two, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, they're making season two! Can't wait! Can't wait! It's going to be epic!" And then they said that the main character is going to be Clementine, and everyone's like, "Was happy with this announcement." Then we get into um, the problems. Then we get into the actual story aspects of um season two um okay first of all before we even get into season two fuck 400 days fuck that dlc that dlc was garbage just for anyone to just clarify i don't know what what we're just okay if you haven't played 400 days 400 days was supposed to be the bridge gap between season one to season two and was supposed to affect the outcomes in season two when it really didn't affect the seasons, any events in season two, apart from one episode. Only one fucking character makes it onto the season two main cast. Yep. And, and, the, and that's Bonnie. So if, you got inv- if your favorite character was Shell and Becca, then you're fucked, because they're, they're not in, they're, they only get a cameo. Yeah. Because fuck you. It was not handled well, I would say. Because that's the problem with Telltale. Is like they even because here's the thing, 400 Days was a good DLC. The storylines were pretty good. Yeah. And the characters were well written, but it's like I want to see more of them. Why aren't you giving me more of them? Because I'm invested. 
You know, give me more. Don't give me a fucking cameo and then say, there you go. Ugh. Yeah. It's just and that's even... a, and that's just like one problem I have with season two. Ugh. Yeah. It just yeah, the that wasn't just doesn't that wasn't done well. And then the problem is with season two is that it's the first episode. It starts off okay, and it does get towards the end. It does get good. Then we have some bumps along the way with it. It's like oh, it episode two. Episode two is a is just garbage. It's a pain in the ass to sit through. Yeah, it's like... The only real good part about episode two of season two is that you get you meet Kenny again. Yeah, but then it just goes on and on and on. It's just people talking, and it's just like, is anything going to happen? And nothing happens until the end, and then it's like, there you go. Yeah. It's... It fell into the same problem the TV show had, where the characters are developed, mm-hmm. and we need to bring them back, but what do we do with them? Okay, Kenny's older, he meets up with Clementine, and again, he's Kenny, everything's going well, and then, of course, he doesn't like the new group that she's with, and yada, yada, yada. It's just garbage. Yeah. Like, it's just... <sighs> It it just felt feel like, and it does run into quite a few problems. Cause you do question some stuff. They say, okay, why all these adult characters keep asking Clementine to do this stuff? Even towards the end, because this is the thing with Telltale. They don't finalize their episodes until the previous episode has been out. That's the thing with them. And they will go back and re-record stuff or redo stuff if if the based on the reviews. There's like, um, for example, in season one with the whole um, radio thing. Yeah. You remember with what the the one character was couldn't get the radio to work and everything like that. And um, they in the following episode they made a joke about it. <laughs> Did they realise? Well, you know, shouldn't have really been that stupid of a character. The character should have not been that stupid during that point in the game, and they did. Yeah, I mean, because because the problem was like, oh, it's a broken. No, she just didn't fucking know where to find batteries, and I'm like. Bitch, get your own goddamn batteries. <laughs> yeah. And it's just... It's just when you see that, you're just like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> and um, it, it just runs into these problems when there was a lot in season two when it's like, this happens, they bring it up and they take the joke out of it. I'm like, well, maybe that shouldn't have been there in the first place, you know? Like, especially episode two, where the big conflict is you meet this guy, and Nick Carter. being the, what was, not not Carter, the guy on the, on the bridge. Oh, him, yeah. And then Nick being the douchebag that he is, shoots him, and it's like, why is this a fucking conflict? <laughs> like... Uh, have we seriously gone down the road of, oh, I saw him holding a gun, I thought he was dangerous, even though it was clear you guys were talking to him. Yeah. You know, and he wasn't pointing his gun at you. It was just a like... So, uh, Yeah, some of the characters in this are very, like, dead meat, slaughter sort of thing, slaughtered to the lamb. That was the problem with them, and some, some and of them were they're not... they're very, very inconsistent writing. Oh, yeah, but one, one moment they might be really, really happy, especially in this season. I say this season... From from the first one, it was done reasonably well. This season, 
you notice when the characters start become likable, you knew they're going to fucking die at some point. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you'll be coming. Oh, wait, shit, you're dead. <laughs> that didn't take long. Like, I, I mean, I hated Nick. I, always, I thought he was a fucking asshole who was just ungrateful to Pete because, you know, how dare he take the, the, the boy in and raise him as, a, as his own son yeah. after his mother died. How fucking yeah. dare he? Yeah, the new group that you do end up with at the start, um, there's not very much likable character. I did like Luke towards, um, throughout, uh, after getting to know the character a bit better, but... Apart from that, I... even then he does stupid shit oh, yeah, towards does. the end, and you're like, "God damn it, Telltale! Just have one consistent fucking character in this game." There's there was only one in this season I would say that was consistent, and um, that was Jane. That's the only consistent character through this whole entire second season, I would say. I mean, it's. And then we get introduced to Carter, and he's like, I mean, Carter was a great antagonist. Don't oh, get me he wrong, was. he was—he's a fucking asshole. They got rid of him. Still, they got rid of him too early. But still, I—I'm tired of this antagonist. Again, it's the same problem I have with the governor character, where all he is just one dude who wants to rule like one piece of land or one group, and it's just—I've seen this done so many goddamn times. It's just not fun. Um, you know who he was voiced by, right? Uh, Michael Madsen. Yeah, Michael Madsen, yeah. Again, good job, and, you know, he did, did a great job. I mean, he was a great villain, but some of the stuff is, that they got him to do was just... Ugh. Like, I mean, the scene with him in, 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 in the house, that took way too long. I think that could have been done a lot shorter. Yeah. The scene with the house, the scene where he's... In episode three, where he's talking, giving his speech, I think that that could have been cut down yeah. significantly. It annoyed me a little bit because he did bring up something clever with Clementine, saying that you're a survivor, you know what you need to do, and everything like that. It's like it brought up, and they never, they never, never follow it through until the final episode. I would say. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it brought it up, never mentioned again until the very last scene. I would say that they brought it up with the whole thing that. Clem's a survivor, she can face these sort of things, and so on. And I'm tired of, and, and don't you just love the lazy writing of, oh, this place is too small. We, If only we had someone small enough to fit through. Oh. <laughs> and even at one point when they did sh- shove Clementine through there, she gets stuck at one point. The one character I which did surprise me that they didn't hinted that well well enough to do was the Mike character when they did the whole thing with the Russians. Oh, that that was a big punch in the gut right there. Like, yeah, Mike's a likable character. There's no indication that you're a bastard, but you know, you sided with um, with these um, with this kid Olaf. Was his name? I don't remember because I I. I... I I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to give us like a sympathetic antagonist who wasn't a real antagonist who was just given shit circumstances and that's why he's doing what he's doing, but still, yeah. still, y- you know, it... And, and they, they, it's never explained why there are Russians in, in that area. No, they're just there. They're just, they're just there. The only logical thing that looked like that they look like they were backpackers or something, I don't know. It's very... They're, they're, like I said, they never bother to explain it, but that's my idea why it's there. But, but yeah, I just feel like um, 
because the main problem is is that there's some good episodes in season two. Do not get me wrong. I thought the first episode and the third episode were quite good. I think episode three and four were the were were good. Yeah. I think, and then they're probably the best ones. Yeah. One was a bit rocky, but yeah, again, I was expecting from the first episode. Considering you, be fair, you probably lost your you because what happened? Lee dies at the end. Get dies. So it depends. Either turns into something or you dies um, at the end of season one, and um, and you just go into this new season with just Clementine, and it's that's hard to follow. Yeah, and not not to mention like. You have to reestablish uh, everything. Now, not to mention, like, you have to reestablish Omid and Krista, which is, again, a shame because, you know, Krista was real fucking great in this in the first episode. I don't know why they just had to write her off so quickly. Well, I mean, you don't know if she's dead or not. That's the thing. And I'm getting tired of that trope as well, where it's like a character goes missing and it's like, well, fate unknown. <laughs> we yeah. could tell you, but fuck it. We're too lazy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they were like, they could bring her back for season three, maybe. I don't know, but... I... I. And again, like, if you haven't played, like, the first one, like, and you go into season two just to see what the hype is, you're going to be fucking confused. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for anyone who play, who um going to play season two, play season one, for God's sake. You, you're doing yourself some justice by doing that. And, and that's kind of the this, this sad thing. It's like, even when you you play season one, you go through that all over again, and then you play season two, I just could not feel the same way with with, um, with season two like I do with season one, because like I said, the characters were so goddamn inconsistent, yeah. and they constantly kept doing stupid fucking yeah. shit. I, I think that was the problem. I think that's one of the problems, one of the other problems is that they did very stupid shit, and also, we've got to be honest with ourselves, season two was not going to live up to the standard of season one. By a long shot. Yeah, I I know, but still, yeah. like you know, you can handle it. I mean, better. I didn't. I mean, I I didn't expect like Arkham City out of these guys, but still, yeah, you know, it it, it could it could be handled better. Yeah, like I mean, I'll I'll say my favorite character is Jane because Jane's a badass, and I I really liked her because she's a totally different. Um, character than we've been than what we've gotten in season one, where she knows what she's doing, she knows um, how to survive, and she tells the, she tells Clementine, you know, they're gonna fuck you over, yeah. and they do. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, onto the final. Ep- I think we need to talk about the final episode because that's the one that's most fresh <sighs> in my mind, right? <sighs> fuck Kenny, fuck Kenny. Kenny went off the fucking deep end. I fuck Kenny. I'm I'm sorry. Like I, mm. I tried meeting him halfway, but I swear to God, some of the shit he does here is just unforgivable as a character. Like, it's, and I don't give a shit about. Oh, my wife died again. I was like, fucking grow a pair, and and, and you know, learn to make group decisions with the rest of the group. Because the reason they fucking left was because you alienated them, you know. <laughs> it's oh my god. Yeah, and it just you know, it just feels like mm, you know you expect you you want something, you know, no, okay. And um, this game, this episode has the most endings 
out of I would say out of any of the Telltale games, uh, which I thought was kind of dumb. Yeah, it was like, ooh, what are you gonna do with this? It's pretty much this is pretty much Telltale saying that's it, that's our story wrapped up with these characters now, you know. Like, and and that's kind of this, that's kind of sad because. I feel like you could tell a, a prequel with Jane alone because she's that interesting of a character. I think. I think you just need one more season. Um, again, this this is me. Um, I think you just need one more season to wrap up Clementine's story, and then then if you make any more season, you could start off fresh with some new characters. Yeah. Because she needed that. Cl- cl- that's the thing that annoyed me about it. There was no closure. It didn't felt like any closure. I'm, and- and the prop and here's the biggest problem with season two compared to season one. Clementine has no development at all. Yeah. As a character. No. It's like she's she she learns she knows how to survive, but didn't she learn how to survive at the end of season one? Yeah. When he was te- when Lee was teaching her yeah. how to how to how to do all that shit. This was the problem I found. Uh, this season two had some great ideas set ups for these ideas, but they never followed through. Yeah, well, well, they, they, ne- they never do. Yeah, it's like, like we could, the whole thing with um, Bill, the character Bill Carter, whatever his name was, William, he had oh, a bloody name. Um, he did bring up some really good points, set up some really good ideas for the Clementine, for Clementine and everything like that. But is never follow through. And then they tease about the whole thing with Rebecca's character in this, about, about that she's terrified about Alvin finding out about um, who's the father never followed through. Never explained yeah. as to who the father is because fuck it. Yeah, Nick Rex, Nick with um, Nick Luke with the whole thing with Peter trying to reconcile with each other set up. Never follow through. Yeah, it's like well, Pete's dead. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> it annoyed me so much. That. It's like, oh, I wish I had that watch. Oh, so I was supposed to steal that watch while I was going through your shit? I didn't know that. Yeah. Sorry. It and yeah, it, it like again, yeah, there's some great little story ideas that just never followed through properly with this in this season. Um, the other problem that was with the final, there was some, there was a good moment in in the final with the bit, bit when they all ran about the fireplace and such, and just like having a good time. I thought that was a pretty good scene. Because they actually, because that scene was, I think, season four and season five, like, while they were slow-paced, uh, season four, episode four and episode five, I, I mean, yeah. while they were slow-paced, they actually developed the characters a lot more better than than the preview, than season, than episode two did. Yeah. Because you actually felt like, okay, they're on the road, they're not sitting in one place talking with no danger, you know, they're on the road, egos are cl- clashing, you know, various. I you know, someone's about to have a baby. What are they going to do? You know, it's it's that that kind of stuff I liked because it shows like you know you kind of need to survive and whatnot and yada yada yada. But then they just go into a direction that I just fucking hated. Okay, it's the the bit we're talking about is that they could this um, Russia um, Russian character. Oh, I can't remember his name. Um, takes him to this safe there his safe house where all, when all these Russians were. And there was a car there. So Kenny got this deluded idea again, once again, with the whole boat thing, decided to try to get this car to work, and he wants to go off to Weddington. Oh, the scene that pissed me off the most was when they get there, and he just berates him. 
beats him up in front of everybody because Joe's not big. Well, 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 what did you end up doing? Because I, I, I tried to stop him. I tried to stop him because this shit's fucking stupid. Yeah. He's not big enough. Fuck you. Yeah. House nuts big enough. Fuck off. Yeah, because Kenny just went irate on him. I was just like, Christ, Kenny, chill the fuck out. Like, and, and again, like, that's the part where I got really pissed off because I'm like, I can't, because, and the pro, and here's the problem. The, the writers, the, the guy who wrote this wants you to actually side with Kenny. That's what I got from this. And I'm like, I can't side with Kenny because he's a fucking lunatic. Yeah. Like, because he's written as, because, you know, he's the familiar face. He's the only surviving member of the, of the familiar group from season one. So you're supposed to identify with him and you're supposed to be on his side. But at yeah. the same time, you're like, you know, everyone else has, makes better points than you do, Kenny. Yeah. So, you know, why can't we just, like, leave you to die or yeah. something, you know? Oh, so, yeah. And during this point, um, during the point at the house, um, this is when uh, Mike and Bonnie make this plan to try to ditch everyone and go off. Which, again, another punch to the gut, because I really liked Bonnie, and she just had a really nice talk with Clementine yeah. about oh, when outside, when, trust. Yeah, when she's out, Ironically. Yeah, when she's outside, doing out trust and everything like that, and she's having a cigarette and stuff like that. Yeah, just before that, and it's just like... So what happens? Clementine get woken up in the middle of the night. Um, she goes out to inspect what's going on outside, and it turns out Bonnie, Mike, along with this Russian kid, are basically stealing, stealing all the supplies along with the truck. And yeah, this it was a real punch of the gun because again, two likable characters. This again, I was expecting this. I wouldn't. I'm not surprised this came from Bonnie, but from Mike, I'm quite surprised about. But. I don't know, it just sort of came out of nowhere and then Clementine got shot and this is the bit when we should talk about the little flashback. AKA we the, the, here's the um here's the reused footage from season one. <laughs> I think did um did they recall record these lines because they felt like new lines. Maybe I, I, th I think they were new lines. They're not re. Okay, it was reused footage. I will. I would say. I would say reused graphics and interior and character models. But I think he actually did. I think he actually did come back and actually did re did his role as Lee again. Like because they were new lines. I don't remember him saying those lines in in the Walking Dead season one. But I thought it was such a nice moment. And then the whole thing goes batshit crazy. Yeah, when you wake up in the car and Jane is antagonizing Kenny, Kenny's losing his shit more than usual. Um, then we learned Clementine has his first. Clementine ha ended up having her first driving lesson. And yeah, and sure enough, uh, Jane and Kenny get into a big fight because um, the baby gone missing and slash killed. <sighs> so they get in this big mess. And, and, and then when 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 that happened, I'm like, can there be an option where I just leave them both to kill each other? Why do I have to pick a side here? You know funny, that's actually is, that's actually is an option. Yeah, <laughs> because um, again, I can understand when the Jane character was coming from, but the way she went about doing it is very I, and again, that. 
again, that pissed me off as well because I'm like, I love Jane. I thought she was a badass character that was different and was kind of a nice, refreshing change of pace from the usual crap we've been getting in, in so far. But then they go and pull this shit, and I'm like, make up your damn mind game. Are we supposed to like these characters, or are we just supposed to hate everyone? Because that's, that's how the fucking world works, apparently. Yeah. I mean, it's just... And even... Like you said, no closure. You can reject Jane and... Uh, for, well, I, you know, killed Kenny because he was being a, too much of a fucking douchebag and I'm not going to let him stay alive. And you can either reject Jane and go alone or you can yeah. go with Jane back to the mart and then you run into a family and it's just... No closure. Yeah. No fucking closure. It's oh, you got the same. You, you got the same ending as me. Then with um, when when it is um, Clementine the baby Jane with the family inside the supermarket, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's actually the highest rated ending, next to Alone with AJ. So, oh, um, again, I don't know how to feel about with this. It's like. There's an outcome with, like, okay, right, the best way to put it, there's three endings, but there's, like, with ending one, there was two outcomes. With ending two, there's, was it, like, three outcomes, and then there's one single outcome, alone outcome. Yeah, and I kind of figured that they would have wanted the alone outcome more, but, but, you know, I don't know. It feels like very inconsistent writing, and it's like okay, that's it. What it's it's a bit of a let it's a letdown ending. That's the problem. It's like well, there you go. Maybe we'll make DLC to expand upon this, but not really because we're fuck it. We're working well, on Borderlands or something. Well, they already know. said they're making a season three. <sighs> no, seriously, after when episode five came out, they announced that season five is in production. No, season um, three is in production. God, really? No, no, no. Well, they renewed the contract, the Walking Dead game contract license with with the um. Who's the publishers for Walking Dead? Uh, it was IDW. Um, uh, uh, Sky Skybound. Yeah, Skybound. They, yeah, they re, yeah Skybound. They renewed their contract with Skybound, and they got it until 2018 now. Oh joy! So they got it for another four years. So expect a season three, four, five, yeah. maybe six. Yeah, but look, maybe. The thing is, they're going to continue this as long as possible. That's the thing. Because the thing, be honest, season one done sold well and did quickly well. And again, season two is getting good reviews. Ward wise, I think it hasn't. I don't know if won anything on top of my head just yet because it isn't that time of the year yet when they give dish out the awards yet. But, um. Overall, there's going to be a season three, so I got this really bad feeling that um, they're not going to wrap up Clementine's story. They're going to start fresh. But if Clementine does turn up in season three, she's going to get killed off. It's like I said, the pro the main problem with this with season two is like Clementine doesn't really develop that that much as a, as, as a character. The only like and and it just and it doesn't help that again. Melissa Hut Melissa Hutchinson, great actress, but every line she delivers in this sounds like a fucking robot. Yeah. Like it just 
monotone as shit, and I'm like, I've met 11-year-olds that don't talk like this. So, you know... Mm -hmm. Like, she did a great job in the first game playing young Clementine, so why does she, you know, why does she suck ass playing like an 11-year-old Clementine? I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see how much of a year gap or how much of a gap they're going to have, um, you know, for um, when they do season three with Clementine character. And, and that's and that's kind of the problem with, with Clementine's story. It's like, like I said, it's, there is no closure. There is no development for her as a character. There's hints of some of development, like uh, having people tell her she's a survivor and, you know, she's willing, you know, shit's going to get bad and she needs to make a choice and all this yeah. other shit. But at the end of the day, you know, you're kind of thinking to yourself, what's the point of this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, where do, what, what, how does she develop as a character? Because the... in, ga- in the first game, like, Lee starts out as as this, like, you know, nobody who, you know, doesn't really care for anyone but himself, yeah. but he ends up caring for Clementine more than anyone and will do anything to yeah. keep her safe. It's like, That's his development. Yeah, best way you can... One way I can say about that, it's like he basically start from hero to zero sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Which I can say with Lee, with, with that. I think with this, with this season, season two, there was some promising stuff they did on it that just didn't follow through with it. That was the problem, and again, I think the only other development I can see with Clementine, um, apart from what you said, was um, she did, they did. They started off this whole thing that she started off as an idealist, and then slowly she becomes a realist towards the end. But apart from that, nothing much else. Yeah, which is annoying. I mean, it, it's it really is sad because she's the main character yet she gets the least development out of everyone else which is just stupid oh, I mean I think Kenny got more development out, out her Kenny and Jane got more development out from her than anything else it just felt like the, some of the characters around her felt more interesting than the other characters you know yeah I mean because again and here's the main problem and you know here's another main problem with the, with this with this um, with this uh, season is that you're giving people control of an 11-year-old girl, and 11-year-old girls can't make that, can't have any real impact on major life-changing decisions when it comes to people's lives, really. Uh, it's, um, again, this really is why Lee was done as a better character. Again, Clementine was better as a non-playable character, and that's why Lee was such a good playable character. And also, to be honest, with this, okay, right, with season one outcome, that had the biggest impact, I think, on a large majority of audiences who ever played this game in any video game I can think of. Because you spent time with the characters and yeah. you got to know them and you got to, you know, understand, you know, you were put in that position of it's the apocalypse you're in this care of this little girl. No one else is going to care for her but you. Yeah. You know, that's your job, to keep her safe. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it was so powerful. But when season two, you're just like, you're just a little girl, survive. That's it. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, whatever. And the NFC, yeah, again, because because the endings are so dysprotic in this, in season two, you don't really have that much emotional impact with, with what the outcome's going to be. Also, Sarah was kind of a disappointing character. Oh, 
Yeah. They did a lot of good shit with her, but they never followed up with it because, you know, mm. why would they? That would be interesting. <laughs> it's like, fuck it, she gets killed off, of course. Mm. And, yeah, I, I don't even know anymore. Like, they introduce good concepts, yeah. but they never follow, the, uh, follow up with them. It, the annoying thing is, is that this game technically how it plays is good. I've I ran in like two glitches through the whole entire run of of all the episodes. But um this game was technically it the only problems we have with it is like I've been with both of us I'm saying for it, but it's the story. The rest of it is it's a very, cause it's cause again I'm the reason I'm criticizing the story so heavily is because it's a story-driven game. It's not a gameplay-driven game. It's, yeah. it's more story story-driven. So of course I'm going to put the story above everything else because yeah. you know exactly. that's the main appeal. Yeah, exactly. And I think again, I, again, I we don't work for Tortell. We can't really say anything. But I think they put a lot more effort into their other working project at the time of this game, and that was the Wolf Among Us. And that was a much better game. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. And that's getting a second season. Thank God. Um, oh, oh, nice. <laughs> I think that is definitely getting second season, but, um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I'm annoyed because this Telltale, uh, when they miss, it's noticeable, and the only miss game I think they say off the top of my head, which I can't defend, is Jurassic Park. Oh, Jurassic Park was terrible. Yeah. Like you can tell, like it was their early, early. Um, early t- type t- type game into that genre, and and they've improved a lot since then. I mean, Back to the Future, you know, again, a lot of people, some people like it. I, I thought kind of fizzled out. Um, so you know, anyway, um, season two, Walking Dead, kind of disappointing. My advice is play season one first. And then decide if you're going to play, se- you know, if you want to play season two. So that's that's all we got to say about that, and we'll um, see you all later. Bye. Bye.